Welcome to episode 19 of See You Next Tuesday. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Are you Amanda? <laughs> I'm Jesse. I'm Amanda. Can we start over? Yeah. Anyway, uh, hi. Welcome to episode 19 of the See You Next Tuesday podcast. Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Jesse. <laughs> and we talk about true crime. You know, honestly, it fits. It fits because the person I'm going to do, it just makes total sense so. is it a dumpster fire it's a hot as you like to say hot mess express yes very much a dumpster fire so it's a, it's gonna be a good one that's all i gotta say i, I just sorry was... <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. i love it no it, it, it's good because it's it's real i really thought like i was doing this uh-huh. and i was like okay yeah yeah let's go and i thought like as soon i could make that switch that quick uh-huh. and i forgot my brain doesn't do that <laughs> anymore i was like yeah yeah i'm ready let's go and then i just couldn't click over that fast <laughs> from one tab to the other it was too much yes. <laughs> processing power <laughs> yeah 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 it was like my brain is a commodore 64. <laughs> Deep cut <laughs> for those older than 30, <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh, that's great. That's what it was called, right? I, the Commodore, yeah, Commodore something. 84? I don't know. Six, it seems right. I think it's 64. I know it's a Nintendo 64. I they, know that one. They know that I have to hit the Googles now. Commodore. Yeah, what was it? Commodore. Oh, 64. You were right. Yep. There well, I'm just, I'm going to click on it and make sure that's right. Also known as the an eight bit home computer. Yep, you were right. Yeah, see, whoop whoop. There it is. Back when eight bit wasn't a like a trend, it was like the only thing we had. Okay, look when it was literally introduced. I'm my brain literally is older than a Commodore sixty four. What? Oh, you're right. Oh, gotcha. Oh. You want to move on? Let's move yeah. on. <laughs> We're old. Anyway. Um, I, so, have, I have the sads. Oh, no. I don't have the sads. You're going to get more sads. And oh, then it's just going to keep going. Do you want to tell everybody a little bit about what our podcast is about? Sure. So, see you next Tuesday. If you don't know, it's what you say when you don't want to say the word cunt. And I get it. People just don't like that word. It's too crass. Yeah, or unladylike, but yeah, fuck we, them. We don't care. We'll say it. Cunt, 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 cunt. 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 And um, we talk about the what we think are the cunts of the crime world. People who commit crimes against their own family members. Yeah. God, why do you cunts do that? I don't know. And that's and the thing. And right now we're on moms, so. Yeah, it's a little rough right now. I mean, hard times. Mm-hmm. They don't always involve children, but I have a feeling I can't promise you that today. Yeah, can't promise you that for sure. Um, I will say I actually have a story this time. Tell me, tell me, tell me. And cause... I want your opinion on this because there okay. was a little bit of a debate. Okay. So went to San Diego recently mm-hmm. and was walking with a friend mm-hmm. And after dinner, and we were walking from our the restaurant where we had dinner, and it's like cut like two blocks away is like a dessert place. I'm right. Like, yeah, let's do that because yeah, the yeah. place is known for dessert. Uh-huh. The restaurant wasn't, so we're like, we'll get dessert at that place. Mm-hmm. Right. This is tracking. 
both women walking and there's a section of the street that's darker than the rest of the street, like between street lights. Right. So, um, we're walking and I've noticed this guy out of the corner of my eye and it's a younger dude just carrying a case of beer to his car. Right. And I'm, but I'm noticing him cause I'm like, okay, two women walking at night. I'm just like kind of keeping an eye, a little, little peripheral situation going. Right. Right. So as I'm like kind of doing the peripheral look without looking, um, I notice like he puts the beer in his car in his passenger seat and then he like looks down, looks back up and starts to, he notices us. Right. So instantly I'm like, fuck, fuck. Really dude? Like go about your business. Don't pay attention to us. Why, why are you looking over here? What, what do we have that you need? You know what I'm saying? So I noticed that and then he starts to make a beeline and I'm like, oh, bro. Why? Why? Really? Why? Okay, so it's dark outside. I'm thinking, no, I ain't got time for this bullshit. Was there other people around? Because in my head, there's nobody else on the street. There's not many people on the street, but we are nearing the place, the dessert place, where there is a ton of people outside waiting in line. Okay. So we're we're about 20, 30 feet away from a group of, of people, but it's still in the dark area. And we're getting to a street light, but there's like nobody on that street around us necessarily. Okay. Right. So if shit went down, yes, there are people right there. Okay. Right. So fair enough. Um, well, <laughs> guy comes up to us and he goes, Hey, can I ask you a question? And my friend turns to him and goes, yeah, what? And instantly I'm like, bitch, what are you doing? We do not engage with strangers. So I instantly go, no, thank you. We're good. Like from behind my corner, like turning my head around and like waved him off literally with my hand. Yeah. He fucking scooted around, went back to his fucking car. And I mean, I'm assuming he drove off. I don't fucking know. But I was like, nope, not today, son. I instantly shut that shit down. I don't right, want to right. know. What do you have to ask me? Two women walking alone. You a man in the middle of the fuck. Not in the middle of the night. It was around 830 or 9. Not the point. What the fuck do you have to ask us that's so goddamn important? Nothing. There is nothing I want you to ask me at this point. Unless it's, do you want a billion dollars? And I'd be like, absolutely, I want that. Please. Here's my Venmo. But no. Okay, so who would you be? Me or the friend? I would have been you 100%. Thank you. Thank you. I also have bought my daughter Mace. The little cat keychain that stabs you in the eyes. <laughs> yeah. And um, she knows to always be on the watch. Right. So. And here's the thing. And nothing against my friend. My friend is one of those people that like is looking for a fight. Uh-huh. And so it was more of like a, hey, I wish somebody would come up on me because I would love to fucking punch this guy in the face. That was her attitude towards it. It was like, yeah, please come over here so I can fucking hit you, essentially. But my play was the direct opposite. It wasn't offensive. It was defensive. It was like, uh-uh, nope, goodbye. Shut it down. Shut all the situation down. I don't want to know. I don't give a shit. I, no. I mean, why would you, like, if you know how they have in bad intentions, why would you want to engage in that at all? But see, we didn't know his intentions. It could have been a very harmless thing, like, hey, I'm lost, or whatever the fuck else. But no, you're not. There's a fucking... Thing on your phone called GPS, you can there's an Apple Maps, there's a Google Maps, there's all ways you can figure it out, right? I mean, no. honestly, like in all honesty, yes, 
in all honesty, he probably just wanted to see if he wanted to have a beer with him. Sure. Which is an absolute fuck no. <laughs> but in all honesty, that's probably what it was. Yeah. Hey, we're having this house party over here, like two blocks over. I'm on a beer run. That's what I was thinking too. Whatever. Yeah. In all honesty, that's probably what it was. But no. But I'm not going to stick around to find out. Exactly. Because right. there is that 0.5% chance he is um, Ted Bundy. And that's it. He looked normal. And that was more Ted my... Ted Bundy. Thank you. That was more my trigger. I was like, just because you don't look like a nefarious dude doesn't mean you're not out for ill intent. In fact, all the serial killers that we know of don't look like anything but the nice guy next door. Even Gacy didn't look like nefarious. He really didn't. So, yeah. I mean... Yeah. You just don't engage creepers. No. And Which, see, I mean, that's not creepy. That you, I, you just don't engage. Like, I'm the first one to be like, talk to someone at the store. Think you have a nice day. Talk to someone in line. If like, right. But that no, because you're in a crowd of people. It's well lit. You're in Target. You're in the middle of a store. You're in Target. You're both standing in the makeup aisle. She's reaching for this mascara you use. You know it's a bomb ass shit. You're like, girl, yeah, totally get that. Look, look what it does. Right. Uh huh. Or, and that's the other thing is like, okay, so let's just flip that situation, okay? You're in Target. You're talking to some dude, having a good conversation like that, right? Both of y'all happen to leave at the same time, and then he starts following you to your car. That's when it flips for me. I'm like, okay, now no, we're done with then this. then I'm like... Get the fuck away from me. Yes, yes. We're done with this conversation. Yes. Say we had been on like the wine aisle. Which, I mean... <laughs> I go there. Aren't we always? Okay. <laughs> Come in closer. Come in closer. <laughs> I have a secret. Secrets. Y'all's. <laughs> Target will clearance their wine. What? Okay, I didn't know that. Yes. There will be red clearance stickers on their wines. What? The boxes or the bottles no, or everything? bottles. What the fuck? Uh, certain times of like the week or just all the time? I, I don't know. I just have gone in there and been looking for a bottle of wine and I've seen red clearance stickers. Dude. Life hack. I didn't know that. Don't tell anyone but your bestest friends like us. Yeah, okay. Thank you. I feel honored. I'm your bestest friend. Yay. Yes. Along with the other two people listening. <laughs> All other two of our followers. Yay. <laughs> so yeah, pod besties. <laughs> Heads up, Target has cheap wine. I didn't know that. Yeah. So anywho, say we're on the wine aisle and I say, I'm by myself because I'm picking up wine. I ran some errands alone. I was, uh, you know, left the pod heavy at home. And I go, oh my God, did you know they put clearance stickers on wine? And, and I'm just saying it out loud, not necessarily to anyone. Right. And he goes, oh my God, what? I'm like, yeah, look. And we're discussing and we're like, this is cool as shit. I'm like, I'm going to get 18 bottles. And he's <laughs> like, well, I'm going to get the other two. And then we go, we'd finish our shopping. We're checking out. We're leaving. I might be like, have a nice night. Right. But then if he continues on in my direction, that motherfucker better hope he reaches his car PDQ. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. What? This was... I might just... Like, I'm not going to engage him uh-huh. first. Right. I might turn back around and go back in Target or get on the phone with my husband. Yeah. Or both those things. 
at the same time. But see, that's it. Like, I think that it's really important, like, the distinction between fear, true fear, and situational awareness. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I'm not living in fear. I'm not assuming everybody's out to get me. No. But if I'm, like, getting a gut feeling, I'm going to go with my gut. I'm just not going to mess with strangers. Like, right. If you're... I get weird... If I'm driving home and a car's been behind me too long. Yeah, I get that. Right, like you're like, okay, I've this car has straight up been following me for the past 10 minutes. Either they're going to turn soon or I'm going to fucking turn in a random direction because I don't want I, them to follow me to my house. I have been known to call my husband and say, honey, this car's been behind me since this street. I'm turning here. Can you meet me? Can you come outside? Because I don't know if I'm going to pull in the driveway or not. Right. That's like, smart. Yeah. That's smart. Because then you can just like, he can get a read. And then if shit did get real, he's already aware of what happened. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. It was honestly one of the first times I really hard noped somebody. So I was also kind of proud of myself. I was like, oh, I did that shit. I'm proud of you. I'm like, now I'm going to buy you mace. Do you want the pink or the aqua blue one? Oh, shit. Aqua. Okay. Thank you. I bought Pod Daughter mace, and now she buys it for all of her friends that don't have mace. There you go. I mean, being in college, that's really smart. Being on your own? Nope. Not today. Fuck around and find out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my story. Yay! That was the thing that happened to me. I was proud of myself, too, because I was like, I, did, I didn't I did do the nice thing, which I, I mean, normally do. And I don't want to be nice. Kind of, yes, nice, no. Nice gets you, nice can get you fucked up, and also it can hurt other people's feelings because you're not being real or truthful. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean, you know, it's, and, you know, true... Sometimes the truth, like, I feel like sometimes I go a little bit overboard. I'm like, but it's true. Yeah, I think that sometimes the kindest thing is to tell the truth. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have to rip the band-aid off and go, look. I know, but there's also a line, too, where... Oh, for sure. You know, it become it turns into cruel. Yes, that's true. It is a fine line. you got to read the room. I cross that all the time. <laughs> you flirt with that line? I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm like, they know they're stupid. Why shouldn't <laughs> I be able to tell them they're stupid? Podhub's like, well, you're going to need to reel it back just a little. Just He's a like, little. How the fuck haven't you had your ass kicked at least 18 times in your life? I don't understand how you're still alive. You're just too cute. No. Speaking of too cute, you want to get into this? Are you no, ready? No, no. Let's let's turn the we're we're changing. To the See you next Tuesday podcast <laughs> where we just sit here and talk shit, talk about our lives and everything else, but true crime. Love uh-huh. it. This is the Amanda and Jesse podcast. J E S S I E. Oh girl, no. I have an I, no I E. <laughs> get it right with the star for the little dot on the I. Okay. Thank you. And it's written in gel and glitter gel pen. Your glitter gel pen. We're coming back to that. We're going back to it, yeah. Fine. You ready? No. You ready from the next in the Australian series I'm doing? Just kidding.
<laughs> Making a hard left. I, well, I know who you're doing. I know, I know. And the thing is, is like, I'm, I am making a hard left away from my Australian series um, to the direct opposite, and I'm headed to Florida. Come with me, everybody. Mm-mm. No? I don't want to go. I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to go. Don't make me go. So, a couple things right off the bat. We're going to talk about Florida for a hot minute. You ready? <laughs> Do you need a drink already? <laughs> no. Okay. So, Florida, as we know, is a dumpster fire, um, the dong of America. And part of the reason why it's gotten such a bad reputation is because of the sunshine law. Um, so this is an interesting law, and, and it's it makes things more accessible. So it was it's enacted in 1967, and today the sunshine law regarding open government can be found in Chapter 286 of the Florida Statutes. Cool. These statutes establish a basic right of access to most meetings of boards, commissions, and other governing bodies of state and local government agencies or authorities, and that includes any court case at all that ever happens in the whole state. So basically what that means is anyone at any time during a case, even before it goes to trial, they're just gathering information, can ask government agencies for access to those records. So all these news agencies have almost immediate access to every single criminal case happening. So that's why we get such phenomenal news out of Florida is because of this sunshine law. I mean, I love that as a consumer of trash news. Oh, same. I hate that as a human being. Uh, yeah, seriously. And it also explains why it feels like Florida is so much crazier than the rest of the country. No, it's not that they're crazier. We just hide our crazy. And they're like just letting it all hang out like a dong. <laughs> you should probably not do that, but yet... I'm your newest resident. Yeah, and, and, and the other thing is, is like, where are we going to get phenomenal news? Like, you know, woman beats husband with gator and, you know, people eating faces. And and man jumped over the fence into the gator pit and they rescued him, but he left behind his croc. Oh, that's great. In the croc pit. Wait, wait, wait. Like his shoe? That's yes. a croc? <laughs> he didn't put it into sport mode, which is like the little strap on the oh, back he should have done that yeah i think i heard that story on the florida man on florida man podcast yeah. florida man on florida man podcast highly recommend it's great for all your florida news <laughs> and they are probably loving this law yeah oh god yeah who wouldn't is it, i mean shit we love it we don't even live there i know so let, that's why when you see a florida case it blows up so quick the the news is like great this is perfect you know yeah so Here's a quote about this person I'm about to do by Jeff Ashton. Um, and I will also cite all my sources here. So, it was a lethally toxic codependent relationship. One person was skilled at lying to others while the other was skilled at lying to herself. And that I believe is the perfect like little bow on the entire story of Miss Casey Anthony. Yep. Guys, listen. Yeah. You can't have a true crime podcast, especially about family members, especially currently talking about moms, and not do her. Yeah, we, we have danced around it. We thought about doing her later, and I was like, you know what? We need to rip the Band-Aid, and we just need to fucking just do it. Just talk about it. But I'm going to twist it. She's the lucky winner. <laughs> I am a lucky winner of having to do Casey Anthony. 
Um, I'm actually going to do it more from the perspective of her parents than Casey. We are going to have to talk about Casey because obviously, I mean, that's the fucking reason we're here. But I think the the family dynamic here is fascinating to me. Hopefully, we will hear it in a little bit different perspective than what we're used to, right? Yeah, a little different. I also tried to gather as much information as possible into one place. I listen to podcasts, quite a few in fact, including Not Another True Crime podcast. They're fun and great. Um, I also read the book by Jeff Dashton, who is the prosecutor in the case against Casey Anthony. Um... Uh, called Imperfect Justice. Uh, recommend taking a look at that book. It's very well done. Um, also watched, you know, cut documentaries like Casey Anthony, American Murder Mystery, and Her Parents Speak, and, you know, Biography.com, Court TV. Um, so I tried to go as comprehensive as I could, uh, but there's a lot here. So it's, it's, as you know, we could go for just just deep diving into it, but... We could do a whole Casey Anthony series. We probably could, actually. Because just the, the stuff that she says alone, you're like, what? What? So let's let's get into this. Because I had to... I myself knew about it because, again, the news. And I fucking hate to say it. And I'm about to tell you all my age. I'm the same age as Casey Anthony. And it pisses me off. Yes, yeah, but so mad. she's the cunt and you're not a cunt. So. Thank you. Yeah, but still, for some reason, that bugs me. Just knowing that this person's my same age. and Let just, it go. I know, I know. Let it go. So I knew about her. I didn't know her. And truly, I, do, I still don't. But You mean you're not besties? I, no. What? Um, from This is... Let's get into her early life, okay? So... Casey was born to George Anthony and Cindy. Um, And let's get into them, because again, this is more about them. George Anthony um, met Cindy and was seven years older than her when they met. He uh, had already been married and divorced, and this was her first marriage. Okay. Okay. Um, He was seven years older. He's a cop, and Cindy's a nurse. So, I mean, that's just kind of a common... This, I mean, that makes sense, yes. You no, know, that's like the American dream. That is it. Cop, nurse, all that shit. Um, after he retired from law enforcement, which I found was interesting, it seems like he actually retired pretty early. You know, not not like a lifer, but maybe it was like um, just an early retirement because he was done with whatever he was doing, or it, it didn't seem like dishonorable or anything. Just a... Like, I can't do this anymore. Right. I think a lot of cops get to that point. I don't blame them. I mean, shit. The stuff I, I learned about this case alone, I was like, yeah, this is enough. Um, so after that, he actually opened up his own car dealership, which hmm. I thought was cool. Yeah. And then in 1989, they relocated to Orlando from Ohio. So this is when they're oh, now in okay. Ohio. Okay. Um, Casey Marie Anthony and the fucking the middle name, too. Like, nobody in the 80s was creative with middle names. What's your middle name? It's Marie, isn't it? No. Oh, what's my middle name? Fucking Marie. Everyone's goddamn middle name that I knew, and, and y'all 80s babies know, Marie. What my middle fuck? name's not Marie. Well, because you're not an 80s baby. Technically. Winky, winky, winky. <laughs> but anyway. But, like, what the fuck? Like, does everybody have a script that we have to follow in the 80s? Like, we all had to do the same names. We all had to live in suburb- suburbs. Like, what is happening? 
Don't you live in the suburbs? I still live in the suburbs. See, white people have no culture. This is what I'm talking about. Like, I couldn't even get away from it. I tried. I tried. And I'm still living in the suburbs. What the fuck? Help me. Save me. I live in the <laughs> suburbs. How can I help you? <laughs> We're stuck on that together. Oh, God. So she was born in March of 19th of 1986 in Orlando, Florida. Um, so not much is known about her childhood from the documentary I watched about her parents speak in 2018. They did say she was a happy kid, like normal, seemed like everything was chill. Um, she does have an older brother named Lee. I want to say he's around four or five years older than her. Um, but again, very normal childhood between the two of them. Normal brother and sister shit. Um, yeah, pretty standard shit. So her brother Mm -hmm. was from the same parents? Same parents. Did her dad have any children from his previous marriage? Not that I could tell, no. Okay. No. So maybe it was like one of those things that just kind of was like, this isn't. It's not working. Yeah. You know, but yeah, both the kids are Cindy and George's. Maybe they split up because one of them didn't want kids. Maybe. What if it was George and then he went on to have kids? She would be super pissed. True. Although, I don't know. George is an interesting person. I really, I'll let you make a decision here because I have opinions of my own. Um, Casey was, however, very good at lying. And thinking on her feet in any situation, okay? Um, She was good at manipulation. Very good at, okay, I need to tell this next lie to get to this next place. But she lied for no fucking reason about stupid shit. Where you're like, why are you even lying about this? For instance, before anyone knew about Casey's pregnancy, she never said anything to anyone about being pregnant, not even when she found out, not months into it at all. She just kept gaining weight and it was fucking obvious to everyone, but somehow not her parents, okay? They just thought she was getting fat. And only in her stomach? Yeah, even her brother was like, when are you due? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, are you serious? Casey, are you serious? You're fucking pregnant, right? Hell, one of her like, I wanna say it's either uncle or somebody, was like, what the hell is going on here, you know? So this is what Cindy said, her mom. Casey told us that she'd have to have sex first in order to have a baby, and that she did not have sex with anyone. (gasps) She's the Virgin Mary? She's a virgin, yeah. It's Jesus 2.0. That's why they didn't convict her. Nobody's going to convict the Virgin Mary. Of course. Oh, spoiler alert. Like, we all don't fucking know the answer to this question, what happens at the end. Sorry. No, don't be. Everyone should know by now. If you're not, get ready to be infuriated. Um, But, like, yeah, that was what her mom said. It's like, oh, no, no, she would have told us. Because, like, people kept coming to their parents, like, going, hey, is Casey pregnant? So, finally, at a family gathering, when she was, like, six months pregnant, she was confronted again, but in front of the family. And eventually they were like... Girl, just fucking say it. And she's like, yeah, I'm pregnant. And it's like, of course you are. Like, why are we lying about this? But see what I'm saying? Like, why are we lying about this? You know, I can understand. Like, granted, she was 19, 18, 19, right out of high school. I get the whole stigma of, oh, no, I'm like a teenage mom. And like, I don't know if I can like handle this on my own. But like, when your mom asks if you're pregnant, 
don't you kind of go, yeah, I am. And then just kind of chips fall. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are we going all the way to the point where you're completely showing an obvious? That makes no sense to me. I mean, unless she was afraid. Devil's advocate here. No, it's please. what I do. It's yeah. what I do. Yeah. Unless she was afraid they were going to force her to have an abortion and she didn't want to do that. True. So she wanted to get past that point. But here's why I don't think that's the case. Here's why. There's I don't a either. I, I don't either. I'm right. just saying. No, I know. And and that's a good point. Like that makes sense, right? Like some parents don't want that. Some parents are very like, nope, that's not happening. Here's why. Okay. There's a pattern. Cindy was always defending and taking Casey's side, and George being codependent with Cindy, Cindy to the point that he just gives you the benefit of the, of the doubt, let this go on for this long, right? And this is the pattern you're going to start to see throughout this entire fucking thing. And then you're going to start to realize, okay, this, this behavior makes more sense now, right? So I don't think that Cindy wanted to believe that her daughter was pregnant. Obviously the sex comment, yeah, right? Or that her daughter was lying to her. So it was a lot easier just to be like, all right, I don't know, you know, for her. But George was kind of a realist and going, well, I don't know about that. I mean, she kind of looks pregnant to me. Yeah. So, and again, this whole cycle, it's very strange. So right around the time of her pregnancy, though, George and Cindy actually were separated because George had a gambling problem. He got into some bad situations financially with the dealership. And he chose to go into gambling because, I mean, it, it happens. Shit happens. People make mistakes. And that was what happened. And Cindy was like, absolutely not, which good for her. And he was living outside the house at the time that all of this was going on. So him and Cindy were having this really rocky relationship situation. Cindy finds out Casey's pregnant and is like, look, we support you. We love you. They were actually very supportive of it. They were like, this is great. We can't wait to be grandparents. Like... You know, they were very, um, actually not what I expected a response from them. They were all in immediately. And so Cindy was really like, okay, look, George, I can forgive you. I do want you to be a part of this family and I want us to mend things. And he was ecstatic because like he's going to have a grandbaby and like, you know, it's good. So interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Um, do you think that the gambling actually goes all the way back to when he was a cop and he got in trouble with mm -hmm. gambling and nefarious behavior on the police force and that is why he had to retire early that's an interesting theory i don't and i'm gonna say why because having lived this case for two fucking weeks now and god help me i just don't do it people D don't um he's not that kind of guy I feel like the gambling... No, I know. I know. It's not a... I feel like he's a very serious person in his work, right? He's very dedicated, very committed, an honest person. I think it was uh, a lot of shit going on and it was like a, a one-off mistake versus a... Because from what I understand about this time as well, like I said, he he kind of he lost the dealership and or lost quite a bit of money, so he needed to make it up very quickly. So that's what I think, personally. I don't think he... I don't want to think that he was like that. I don't know. Okay, it was just a thought. No, no, that's a, that's a good question, because I don't know either. Because right now they're in their 60s, so I would like to think... I would have thought that he would have retired recently versus 
back in the day. But who knows? Who knows? Again, I the information about them is pretty vague and, you know, for good reason. They've been in the news enough, you know what I mean? So, um, August 9th of 2005, Kaylee Marie Anthony was born when Casey was 19. So we're going to get a lot of C's up in this bitch. I am so fucking sorry. I'm going to have to say a bunch of C names. <laughs> and I'll try to keep them straight myself. Please stop me if you need me to go back and go, who now? Okay. So Cindy is the mom. Mm-hmm. Casey is obviously the daughter mm-hmm. of Cindy. And Kaylee is the granddaughter. Heads up. Okay. Okay. The father of Kaylee is never known. And she lives, and Casey lives with her parents, Cindy and George who take, help her take care of Kaylee. Um, the thought at the time was that the father was Jesse Grund, which is Casey's former fiance, but to this day, nobody actually ever knows who the hell is the father of Kaylee. Jesse said that she changed after she gave birth and became selfish and started lying a lot, so they split up, but remained friends. He said, and I'm quoting, when Kaylee was born, Casey wasn't the first one to get to hold Kaylee. It was Cindy. Casey, yeah, Casey even voiced to me in the past that Cindy has actually called herself mommy to Kaylee in front of Casey. You know what? I think I have heard that. What do you think about that? Like you, you've had, I haven't had children. You've had children. If your mother held your kid before you did, what would that, what's that, what do you, what would you think? Well, that just wouldn't happen. First of all. No, it would not. But I like, just didn't say, let her in the delivery room. Good for you. But like, what? What? You know what I mean? Wouldn't that be kind of like, wait, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. I I can't even process that. Like I get seconds. Like I hold my baby, and then the parents, right? Yeah, I mean, if you they, don't have an SO there. So I don't understand why the doctors didn't. Normally, the doctor. Okay, one of two things can happen. Like. Um, they you deliver the baby and then they immediately put it on you and they clean it up while the baby's on the mother's chest. Like, okay. Or um, they clean it off first and weigh it and measure it and then they give you the baby all wrapped up in a blanket. So why would they give the baby not to the mother? Because I, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know what happened in that room. Maybe she was exhausted. Maybe... Cindy asked for the baby. Maybe Kaylee let her have the baby. But that is what Casey's ex-fiance said. Casey let her have the baby. Casey let her have the baby. Exactly. Oh, my God. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? The C's are going to kill me. Yeah. So, but I don't know. It was was interesting. Um, So, not only does Casey have a history of lying, but, you know, stealing. Because why not? Let's just throw some more in the mix. I mean, in it to win it. Yeah. She stole $354 from her grandmother to pay her cell phone bill. When her grandma found out, Casey claimed that she used it to buy a new phone for her job at Universal Studios, which was a lie, obviously, because again, if you have a job, either, you know, if you need a cell phone for your job, sometimes they provide it for you, but why the fuck do you need a new cell phone for your job at Universal Studios? Whatever, okay. Um... Casey did actually work at Universal for a very short time, and she was one of those picture people outside of rides that, like, say, hey, you want to buy this photo of you on this ride? That was her. She did, like, part-time. She's had rando jobs her whole life, but she really got by on living with her parents, living off of other people, and stealing what she needed as a fucking adult. 
So she never really worked a day in her life, we could say. Truly worked. Yeah. It's that, you know, that makes total sense. Yeah. After this incident, Cindy, Casey's mom, went to a counselor to ask for advice of what to do with Casey. Like, what the fuck do I do here? Rightfully so, the counselor said to kick her to the curb. And then this happened. Cindy wouldn't. Cindy goes, what about Kaylee? She goes, I can't kick my granddaughter out on the street because Casey would try to take her. Counselor said, well, if you need to, file for custody. So that apparently was the plan if things continued with Casey kind of going down that path. So I find that interesting that Cindy was... Maybe, I don't know if she actually fully looked into it because I don't show or have read anything about them, her actually filing anything with sort of yeah. protection agencies, but that even that thought was there back in the day. I mean, I don't, I would find it very hard kicking one of my children out of the house or taking their child away, but I guess it depends on the situation. If you, if you knew that your daughter was making bad life choices, like Casey is doing right this moment, lying, stealing from her own grandmother. And by the way, I'm leaving out stuff. She stole from her parents. She stole from her friends straight up, straight up wrote bad checks off of her friends' accounts. She um, used cars whenever people were out of town. Um, I mean, like... Just basically running amok with everybody else's shit because she felt entitled to it. Yeah. I didn't... Yeah. It's bad. You know, it's bad. Yeah. It's not good behavior and especially not good for a child to witness or, you know, yeah. be around. So, mm, yeah. But I don't disagree. I also think that there's this interesting control factor as well, both with Cindy. I also believe... People are going to come at me. That's fine. It's a controversial episode, to be honest. There's some shit potholes, by the way, guys, which means, you know, trigger warnings, SPs is what we call them. So heads up if you hear that. I feel like... Also, I feel like Casey was that way because her mom made her that way. You think so? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that? I mean... It kind of sounds like... From the jump, she was never disciplined for anything that she did. Mm -hmm. And so it just escalated to doing this. It's a possibility. Yeah. Especially because that's the only girl, you know, the younger and the baby. And, I mean, there's a lot of things in there, factors. Yeah. I can see that. That's a really good assessment. We'll keep going and, you know, we'll, we'll see how you feel as we go through this. So let's get into the actual case here. I'm gonna get as detailed as I can without going overboard, but okay. This is where I had to like timeline check myself a couple of times. Let's get into it. June 15th, 2008, Father's Day, okay? The whole family visits Cindy's dad in nursing home. This is Kaylee's great-grandfather, Casey's grandfather, See what I'm saying? Yes. So like we're, he's, he's older, yeah. They videotape the day and Kaylee visiting with him and she's even like singing little songs and stuff. It's really cute. The next day, June 16th, 2008, Cindy leaves for work before Kaylee was awake. 
George last saw Kaylee on this day around one, and both parents claim to have seen her, Kaylee, on this day. Or maybe that's just how our memories work. After trauma, maybe they thought they saw her. I, little mercies, right? Uh Then Casey drives off with Kaylee, and Casey at this time is 22, Kaylee was two and a half, right? Next day, June 17th, Casey borrows a shovel from her neighbor to dig up bamboo, in quotes, and returns it an hour later not looking very used. June 25th, 2008, Casey calls Jesse Grund, her ex-fiance, to cheer him up after he lost his job. She said she was free that weekend because Kaylee was at the beach with the nanny. Okay, hot minute. Let me just go into Zanny the nanny. You probably heard that. Zanida um, was a person that Casey got the name of from Universal Studios, okay? And she claims that Zanida is the nanny of Kaylee and to everyone and pre June 25th, 2008, by the way. So even like for months before this, she'd be like, oh, she's with Zanida or Zanny, the nanny, like all the time to everybody. Even if like her parents were literally taking care of Kaylee and she just happened to be out of the house. She'd be like, oh, she's here. Right. Again, lying for no reason. Why are you lying about that? Just say, oh, she's at my parents' house. Why are you saying she's with Zanny or vice versa? She'd be like, oh, Kaylee's here. You know what I mean? Is she premeditating something? I don't know. I I don't think she was that smart, but I think it was very convenient. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, five days later, June 30th, 2008, Casey's car, a Pontiac Sunfire, which is actually originally Lee, her brother's car, but in their parents' name, was moved to an impound lot after being abandoned at a business close to some garbage cans, like the big ones. A dumpster. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Jumping ahead now, okay? July 13th, 2008. George goes around to the front of their home to find a notice from the impound lot stuck there, and it had been there for days. Now, they rarely use their front door, so it's not uncommon for them to get things stuck on there and they don't notice for a couple of days. Um, they're what I like to call a side door kind of people. You know, like you go to a friend's house and they're like, oh, oh go in the side door versus yeah, the front. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what, yeah. So, okay. So when George got to the impound lot, he smelled a terrible odor coming from the trunk. Again, he was a cop, so he knew the smell of death and so did the owner of the impound lot. George even said to himself, please, God, don't let this be Casey or Kaylee as he opened the trunk because he was like, I got to just figure this out. I have to know before I drive this thing back, right? He found a bag of trash and threw it away at the lot. And he was, he was like, thank God there was no body in there, right? But as he was coming home, Cindy was coming home at the same time in her car that day from work. George said the smell was so bad, he had to drive with all the windows open and even the skylight open just to get the smell out of there while he was driving. It was that bad in the car. And that's from the trunk. So you know how bad a smell has to be in the trunk for you to open the car windows in the front? Fucking bad. Just saying. Just saying. So cars back at the house, 
right? And Cindy starts going through it. She's like trying to figure shit out. Like, okay, got the car. Where the fuck is my daughter? And where the fuck is my granddaughter at this point, right? Right. As anybody would. Like, what's happening here? Why is this car impounded? She found a piece of paper in the back seat with the name and phone number of Amy um, Huzenga, whom she called, which is Amy is uh, Casey's friend. Amy picked up and was like, oh, hey, Casey's at Tony's house. Okay, let me reel back. So Casey has a friend named Amy and a boyfriend of one month, Tony Lazaro. Okay. Casey was hanging out with Tony um, for quite a bit of time. Um, like I said, they met a month before, literally right after around the time she broke up with a previous boyfriend, and then they started hooking up. So let me give you some context about the urgency and as to why, you know, Cindy's rooting around in her daughter's, well, I'm saying her daughter's, but her daughter was using the car. The car her daughter was driving. Thank you. Because again, I just want to clarify, no, this isn't Casey's fucking car. Okay. Um, so Casey had been lying to Cindy and George and basically everyone as to what she and Kaylee were doing for a month. Okay. From June 16th, to July 17th, nobody fucking has any clue as to what's happening with Casey and Kaylee Truly, okay? First, she told her parents that she'd been, you know, at a conference at Universal Studios in Orlando with Kaylee, another friend, and her friend's daughter, and Zanny. Like, oh, hey, we're all going to do this thing together while I'm at this conference. They're going to go to Orlando Studios. They're going to hang out with, like, all this shit, right? She's making up this giant story. And then Casey, Kaylee will have something to do the whole day while I'm at the conference, right? Then she says she has to stay for a little bit longer for work. And then she says Zanny gets, got sick and then she had to stay because they couldn't leave. Um, and then she goes to, like, literally the lies. Are Who gets held hostage at a hotel because they got sick there? I don't know. And this is the thing. It's like she keeps feeding these lies to Cindy over and over, like compounding on them. And they get way more detailed than this. I couldn't, I was just like, at some point I'm like, I can't even go into all of these. I can't keep up with them myself. I don't know how she kept up with them. It's craziness. And her parents were like, okay, okay. But Cindy is starting to get desperate. She's like, I need to see you and your daughter immediately. I just want a proof of life, right? I right, just need right, right. to make sure. Now granted, this is like 2008. Yes, we had video phones, but we didn't have like FaceTime yeah. or any of that shit. Yeah, so people yeah, didn't yeah. do that. Yeah. You couldn't video chat. No. <laughs> there was We no. had the Motorola flip phones. You did have the flip phones. Yeah. And remember the there was like a pink one. Oh, the razors. The razor. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was like a big thing. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um but yeah, so the Cindy's like frantic. So she's like, I just need to fuck up on my daughter. I don't even care, you know? So the more and more lies, Cindy's facade finally starting to crack for her daughter being, you know, making excuses for her daughter, and she's exhausted of being lied to, right? All right, so now we're back up to speed with the current day, 2008, in July. So George calls her brother, Lee, and asks him to go to the house and meet his sister, because mom is, you know, in, Cin- in case you're about to get into it, like, hey, something's up, we need to have, like, a family meeting, essentially. We all need to get on the same page here, right? So she goes to pick up Casey. So first things first, her mom, Cindy, goes to pick up her friend Amy at the mall and then goes, hey, where the hell is Tony Lazaro's apartment? Amy takes her there, 
lo and behold, who fucking answers the door and standing behind it is Casey like, oh, hey, what's going on? Her mom's like, what is going on? What the fuck is going on? Like, why the hell? Where are you? Where's Kaylee? What is going on? Right? Cindy dropped Amy off at home, headed for the police station with Casey because she's pissed and found out that that specific police station, because it's like an ancillary one, was closed. And then Cindy called 911 on July 15th 2008 yeah it's NAR thoughts and feelings what do you think how would you feel if you were Cindy and your daughter stringing you along like that well she would have to be the one calling 911 because I would fucking kill her <laughs> you'd be the one like strangling her yes <laughs> I don't blame you so I'm going to play these three 911 calls back to back um, well, not back to back, I should say. Um, but I think it's important because it gives you some context as to the state of mind of both her mother and Casey at the time. So let's get into it. Oh, I cannot wait. Yeah. Oh, hold on one sec. Let me make sure. This is gonna work. Hold on. Okay, let's get into it. So here is the first, one of the first calls that Cindy makes up to the police station. Because my next thing is to thing and we'll have a court order to get us. If that's what you want to play, we'll do it. And you'll never. Well, then you have one no, I'm not giving you another day. I've given you a month. Okay. So that's the first one. So she's basically, this back talk back and forth I found was really interesting between her and her mom. Giving you a month. No, I'm not giving you any more time. You need to be, we, we need to end this now, essentially. So Cindy's calling the cops on her daughter, which... It's a pretty drastic move. And then we get this. So this is, she makes three calls the same day to the police station. First was to say, hey, hey, I want to report my daughter. Please arrest her. She stole my car. Then it's, hey, no one showed up yet. When are you coming? Then we get the third one, which is, well, here we go. There's something wrong. I found my daughter's car today. And it smells like there's been a dead body in the damn car. Okay, what is the three-year-old's name? Kaylee. C-A-Y-L-E-E, -E, Anthony. Kaylee Anthony? Yes. Okay, is she white, black, or Hispanic? She's white. How long has she been missing for? I have not seen her since the 7th of June. What is her date of birth? So, the, obviously, they get more into it. They've, you know, 911 operator doing her job. But basically, it, it's actually not the 7th. It's the 15th because later on, um, she realizes, her mother realizes, oh, that's right. It was the 15th because we were at this, you know, place with my uh, father. And like, I remember now that was Father's Day, but gets more into it. The whole thing just gets totally convoluted to the point where um, Cindy and Casey have a massive argument, which I mean, of course they do. How could you not be upset at your daughter for like where the fuck is your is your daughter? You know? I mean 
it's just weird that I I don't understand. Like she was upset, but it was like I don't know if it was like upset or I don't know the word I'm looking for. You mean Cindy? Yes. The upsetness. I think it was more upset that she was being disrespected than she couldn't find Kaylee. At yes. first. At first it was, how dare you? How dare you? And then that third call, whenever she's like, oh my God, like, wait a minute. You're saying she's been missing for a month? You're saying that she's been kidnapped? You're saying now that, you see I'm saying like it starts building and building and building. And she was like, wait a minute. No, where is Kaylee? You know, I trusted you. I trusted you to be a good mom and where the hell is this little girl I don't know even in the third one she just sounded more angry than concerned yeah there's definitely yeah you're not wrong on that which I just find weird yeah and again Kaylee Casey starts the story here with my daughter has been abducted by Zenaida Fernandez Gonzalez or Zanny the Nanny okay so right now we're going to go back to the house before the cops show up and before Cindy and Casey get back, Lee shows up at the house. Okay. He says Casey and his mom were fighting right away as he walked in, which uh, of course, fucking course they were, you know, Casey went straight to her room. You can already picture this whole scene, right? Oh yeah. In my head, I've it's, done this when I was 12. Yeah. Fuck you, mom. Fuck you. You know, that whole mm-hmm. thing. Of course I would never say fuck you to my mom, but you know what I mean? <laughs> That attitude. I didn't at 12. (laughs) Um, So Cindy got Lee up to speed saying, here's what happened with your sister. So he was like, okay, let me talk to her. All right. And maybe she'll tell me something. But it seems like he was often in this position of mediator between Casey and Cindy, mom and daughter, right? This Mm -hmm. whole like, what did she say? Okay, let me talk to her. Okay, what did she say? Okay, let me talk to her. Okay, so this is what mom said, what what really happened. Okay, mom, this is what Casey said, what really happened. Exactly. So if it, And the men in this family are taking this very passive-aggressive stance for the most part, from what I could tell. It feels like the women in this family are running things and very controlling about the situations. They want to they control everything. To your point, I do think Casey learned a lot of it from her mom. Whether her mom knew it or not, and, and I obviously there was no ill intent. I don't think she, she was a bad mom. But I think that she some of these bad habits rubbed off. And unfortunately for her, Casey was always was already wired for this from the get, in my opinion. Well, I think my personal opinion is when you let a child kind of what they want when they're younger mm-hmm. you can never rein them in right it's and harder then, to correct as it goes along eventually when they get to be the age Casey is now the reason why they're fighting is Casey has no respect for her and why should she right she's not an authority figure she never has been exactly nail on the head oh my god you could not have said it better yes girl so you're like I know <laughs> I mean, it's me. Hello, everybody. I have my moments. <laughs> um, so Lee goes, okay, let me see what I can get from her. 
Um, he's like, okay, where's Kaylee? Um, and she would not say. She just said, oh no, it's I don't, I don't really know, whatever. Um, he was even to the point that he offered to see Kaylee for himself. Like, just show her to me and I'll report back to everybody and say she's fine, right? Casey stayed the same. And she said to him that Kaylee was with Zanny and asleep and probably shouldn't be disturbed. So he, she says that Zanny kidnapped her to her mother but to her brother, she says, oh, everything's chill. She's probably just sleeping over at my nanny's place. Which, I don't know. I'm sorry. This whole nanny thing for me is such a fucking... I don't know how they thought she could afford a nanny. If this bitch is stealing $300 to pay a cell phone bill, why the hell... Where would she be getting money? Because she works at Universal Studios and they pay the big bucks. That's what, that's what she's telling people. But she's lost that job months ago. But they didn't know that. They thought she was still working there. True. In the offices. So, of course, they thought she could afford it. But yet, she was driving a car owned by her parents. And stealing shit. Like, I'm just saying smoke and fire, right? Like, come on, guys. Like, pay attention. Ask one more question. (laughs) Or something. I mean, if you... Here's the thing. If you don't want to know, you're not going to find out. Like, if you don't want to know something, you just don't ask the questions to find out. You just go, okay, great. That's Cindy in a nutshell. That is it in a, in a nutshell. You'll see more. It's, but that's exactly it. She, done, she didn't want to know. She doesn't want to know. And that's how she's okay with living her life is that way. Good for her. Right. The rest of us in reality. <laughs> anyway, way skipping ahead, but... So cops get there, okay? So we're at the place where um, they cops are questioning Casey and you know noticing her attitude and they're basically realizing okay what, she, what Casey's saying and how she's acting aren't aren't matching up. Like, oh my God, my daughter's kidnapped, right? She said she was trying to handle it on her own and even lied and stole from her friends and family as ransom you know even though no note was found um and she even stated earlier in the day she got a call from kaylee she said that kaylee started to tell her something and then she said hey put an adult on the phone but she accidentally hung up because she's a little kid and of course course this number was blocked so she can't track that you know can't do that of course i believe that 100 percent. yeah all of these things and she's basically saying like Oh my God, you know, I was so stupid to like have to do this on my own. I should have like gotten you guys involved sooner and you know, I just, whatever. But through this whole thing, she's flat. She's just no emotion or she gets aggro if she's confronted with where the fuck is your daughter? She gets aggravated. Like, why are you asking me? Why aren't you out there finding her? And it's like, that's what we're trying to do. You're obstructing an investigation. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? Where is my daughter? You tell us where your daughter is. Where did you leave her? Right. Exactly. So Casey told investigator Yuri Melik, who is the lead investigator on the case, um, who showed up after the cops, because you know they did the the cops and detectives. Um, She goes, and quoting, and I was scared that something would happen to her if I did notify the authorities or got the media involved or my parents, which I know would have done the same thing. Just the fear of the unknown, fear of the potential for Kaylee getting hurt and not seeing my daughter again. 
That's why she didn't say anything, because, you know, God forbid, something might happen to her daughter. I mean, Zanny clearly is a nefarious, evil person that only wanted to steal this one do- one girl this one time. And, I mean, wasn't going to do anything to her. Right. Of course not. So, yeah. Before Malik left, George, though, asked for a hot second with him. And he said, look, he thought Casey might be holding things back. And he uh, even told Malik about the, the smell from the trunk. You, you think Casey's holding things back? If he's even, like, I'm sorry, Ace Venture pet detective knew Casey was holding things back. <laughs> fuck, George. I agree with you telling him about the smell, but fuck. But you know what? I will say this. This is like the day, the first day of this investigation. And her father, who was cop, was already like, no, something's wrong. The first day, right? So he didn't even give her that benefit, which I think is commendable for him. Very difficult. I'm sure he had a moment where he was like, shit, am I really saying this right now about my own child? But I have to say, that takes some fucking balls. Yeah. You know? And to go against your wife, too. She's not telling the truth. Right? Of course course she's not, right? Jesus. So the next day, Casey's arrested. Because shock of all shocks, no shit. That was fast. Yeah. Casey keeps up the story that Zenaida took her child and took detectives to Zenaida's apartment. When they got there, no one is living there and hasn't been living there for months. She then took them to where Zenaida, uh, where Casey allegedly worked, Universal Studios. No one remembers her, and eventually she has to confess that she doesn't fucking work there. So the the story of that is great. She's literally you've heard the story, right? Oh yes. Do you want to tell it? Tell it. It's great. I think I've watched the video of her going to Universal Studios, and I don't know it exactly. Um, and she's like, I work here. My name's Casey. And they're like, I'm sorry, what? And she has to like bullshit and talk her way to even get in. And everyone's still like, what? And they're like, you don't work here. <laughs> mm-hmm. She literally leads these detectives down a hallway and keeps going and going and going down this hallway till the point where they literally reach a dead end on the hallway. Talk about like alliteration, like life meets art. And... She fucking gets in the hallway, turns around, and does this little, like, girly, like, "Mm -hmm, I don't work here, actually. Like that. With a smile on her face. What? And the cops were like, yeah, we fucking know. We we know you don't work here. Like, you're... See what I'm saying? This is dumb. They're like, we know that. We were just seeing how far you take this shit. That's exactly what they said. They were like, we really want to see how far this is going to go. Which, I mean, that had to be, like... Amazing as a cop. Be like, I, I'm going to really? be honest. That was probably in the top five of their best days at work ever. Oh, for sure. Easy. You know they went home. They're like, get this shit. This girl did today. He's like, Bob, did you get that on video? Right? <laughs> exactly. Like, hey, did it happen? Did you did you see that? Did we see that? Okay. He's like, we got to show that to Fred at Happy Hour. Right. <laughs> exactly. At the cop bar later that night. <laughs> yeah. They're all like, dude, this fucking crazy chick, right? Like, we were talking and, you know, that we whole thing. We thought she cracked before then, <laughs> but she literally ran us to a dead end, bro. Look at the video. You have to admit, being at a cop bar hearing the stories would be incredible. 
I would just sit there for hours. We need to find one. We do, actually. We just need to, like, go in all chill, Mm -hmm. order one drink, and just nurse it and just sit. Oh, for sure. And just sit there and be like, oh, my God. And just, like, overhear conversations and, like... That uh, probably doesn't really happen. No. <laughs> so you're saying it's not like Law & Order? <laughs> but we're going to go try it. We're going to make it happen. Yeah, don't worry about it. We'll TikTok it. Don't we, worry. Yeah, we'll, we'll report back with our findings. So the cops, they're still at Universal at this point. They're like, okay, let's fuck this shit. They literally got a like a, a random room. They found a room in the Universal. <gasps> oh, oh, did they interrogate They them? did. Like my boy with... um. Amanda Lewis in Straight Florida. Up. Yep. Them Florida cops, yo. They they were on it. I'm not going to lie. They were like, no, we're not going to even wait to get back to the station. We're going to interview you <gasps> right here, right now. So they started recording the interview. They said, hey, we're going to be conducting an interrogation, all of that stuff. Florida. Florida. Yeah. The video is great. And the, the, it's amazing. So talking about, they started with her mom. So she said, my mom, this is Casey talking told me flat out yesterday that she will never be able to forgive me and I even told her I'm never going to be able to forgive myself. Every single day I have been beating myself up about this. I've been running in circles. It's all I can do at this point. I've learned the biggest lesson from all of this. I've made the greatest mistake that I ever could have made as a parent. Ending with, I just wish I honestly had more things to help with, she added. We've talked about going through my computer, maybe trying to find past conversations through Instant Messenger, through email, something. I'll offer up my computer in a heartbeat. Just like with my phone logs and anything else, anything that can possibly help. That's why we set up websites and they've been making phone calls and trying to get a hold of people. So that's what she's telling the cops is that she's doing all these things to try to find her daughter. She was fucking at a wet t-shirt contest. Yeah. Yeah, she was. Um, so they drive her back to the police station. She is still arrested and she is charged with child neglect lying to investigators, and interfering with a criminal investigation. Because, of course, I'm fucking course she was. I mean, why wouldn't she be? I mean, they couldn't find more stuff? <laughs> well, at that point, that's all they could stick. But they're also like, and child murder? Under their breaths, you know what I mean? They're like, <laughs> murder, murder, murderer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's that? Nothing? I- I'm sorry, I had something. <clears throat> and that's where we're going to leave it. Because, again, we're going to do another two-parter on you guys. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's a lot. I still have a lot to go through. Um, we'll get more into the investigation, what happens at the end, more about her parents, of course, and my theory on what actually happened to Kaylee. Oh, I can't out. wait. Yeah, I can't wait. You have to find out on the next episode of... See you next Tuesday. And we will see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcast. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.